Welcome to Curly's Mailbag Queensland preview for this weekend. It's the Fred Best Classic day, you'd call it, girls? Yeah, we can call it that. It's a little bit different structure this uh, this year with, um, with COVID issues, obviously. But yeah, it's Fred Best Classic day. What's the um, what's the vibe like in Toowoomba with, with COVID? You're out for lunch today with the wife? Yeah, we snuck in a little... Um, a little bit of lunch in. Uh, look, at the streets are still reasonably quiet, but um, certainly busier than what they were a few weeks ago. We actually slipped into the shopping centre this afternoon after lunch, and it was like busy. So I think um, I think they've come out of the hills to get into town and do some shopping. I think by the looks of it. So yeah, there's a bit going on. Sort of some resemblance of normality, anyway. Good to hear. Speaking of shopping. Uh there's plenty going on in terms of product from your neck of the woods. It feels like we haven't given you a day off throughout COVID. You'd just be buried, um, burning the midnight oil. This week, you've got Friday Gold Coast, Saturday Doombin, and I'll be doing Doombin, so we'll talk a little bit of Doombin on the show, but I'll be covering that. Uh, you've got Sunday Toowoomba. You've got the black shorts on, Deadly there, and then Dolby Tuesday, Wednesday yep. Doombin, and then Friday, next Friday, we've got Toowoomba. And then you'll jump on the plane Thursday the 4th. You'll come down to Melbourne uh, just in time for the Saturday meeting on Group 1 Stradbroke Handicap Day for the Stratosphere Punners Club. How good. It's a big week, but that's good because it means that uh, I I'm, I'm prefer to be busy going into that, that meeting. I've got... Um, you know, because all the form's going to flow through. We've got, you know, a good meeting from Eagle Farm last week to review, you know, and the majority of those horses will be running next Saturday. So there's, um, you know, we'll be kept busy, but, you know, the races are on the right tracks from a uh, wagering point of view for me. Two meetings at Toowoomba within a week and Wedge Dolby in between them. It's just um, just right in my wheelhouse there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting to Melbourne. I think... Um, It'll be it'll be good fun to um, to get the stratosphere uh, up and rolling again after our bulldozer performance. And I'll, I'm a lot more I'm a lot happier that we're going to condense it into one day. It's going to be a punter palooza, and we don't have to worry about hurdle races and trying to navigate our way around Bundaberg and and Rockhampton. So uh, there is thankfully there is a provincial meeting in Queensland on Stradbroke Day uh, at the Gold Coast. So uh, we st- I still get an opportunity to shot wide. Exactly, and uh, the, the support cards are cracker. So we've got Eagle Farm as a major meeting, Gold Coast out wide, then we've got Flemington and Casterton. You've got DK just absolutely roaring at Casterton, I would have thought. DK will be on fire. It's his favourite track, Flemington. Hard hard not to. And then Pistol Pete will be all over Randwick and something at Belmont early. We've got Newcastle, which is a great betting track as well. And then I might try and snag a special guest for Darwin too, well, a little bit of dirt racing up in Darwin and just don't mind that. The, uh, get the, put a bit of rocket fuel in the spaceship for sure. We'll get us into the stratosphere, hopefully. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, well, it's a good it's a good betting track, uh, Darwin, because it's just a survival of the fittest. So normally when the money's, the money's on, it's pretty right. So I don't mind getting involved in that. Mm. You can get some hot mail out of Darwin too. There's some very shrewd operators that specialise there. Let's look at the Gold Coast. For Friday, 
race nine, there's a horse that we've got a big opinion of is Command and Conquer. Uh, race nine, number two. Uh, it's around the $2.50 mark. I think there's been some scratching, so it might may have shortened. Uh, it, uh, it looks pretty well suited back up to 1,400 metres here. What's your thoughts on the race? Yeah, I just... Um, just uh, the speed map's just completely changed, actually. I thought of Matt Degas from gate one leading and rolling along. Um, it's a bit of a hard-going horse as it is, and they let it roll last start and led all the way. And it's just come out, actually. It had a drawn gate one. No obvious leader sort of here. And I think um, it's a great opportunity to ride Command and Conquer like it's the best horse in the race. And ride it like they did the, the day that Devanna Girl ran second to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was obviously, the you know, he had those, strung those wins together. Then he went, um, uh, then he went, dropped, had that little freshen up. Dropped back to that trial that he had there at 900 over the Gold Coast, and then was yep. just smashed. Then was just smashed off the track. Last start, uh, pushed very wide. His last 200 meters was very good on the clock. Still, um, mm. you know, the cop, big, not, you know, big striding, big gangly sort of looking horse. He, he just completely lost his action and got pushed off the track. And that won't happen here today. Uh, this is, that shouldn't happen at the Gold Coast. There, it should roll forward, right like the best horse in the race should handle them. Um, the 350 cuff who's, you know, is in the market at 550, uh, is going to run in race eight, the class three on the card. So it comes out. So there's another little deduction. There's another deduction there. And Mayoti is the only other horse I thought could, that could challenge it late or not necessarily challenge it, but run into a run into second late. Um, it just looks best horse in the race, ride it accordingly and win it. Seems to me the best way to play it. I'd agree. Uh, I think the only negative that I can find is James Orman. Um, you know, he he does ride them a bit quiet sometimes. So if he does push forward, I think he'd be yeah a good good bet in the run. Um, you yeah. the price hold up for the first couple of hundred meters, and you might be able to back him in play on on Betfair. But um, yeah, he can yeah, sort of mix his. He's not riding as uh, he's not winning as uh, as well as he. Uh, has had been you know, 12 months ago and further punching at about 6% winning strike rate uh, at the moment, James, in his last from his last 50 rides, which is about half his career average. So hopefully, mm. uh, hopefully, uh, Command and Conquer's um, a winner for him. And, uh, yeah, can turn it around. He's got a um, he's got a nice ride at Doombin. Um I'm not sure which race it's going to go to, but uh, Bellevue Star. For Ormonds around the eight dollar fifty mark in race four in the Bill Carter Stakes, it's got to be got a kiss. But at the eight dollars, I thought Bellevue Star was a, a forgive last start. Uh, just went far too hard in Sydney, so I'll be watching that that uh, that runner very closely. Let's let's kick into uh, Doombin. So obviously, yeah, your best bet on the card for the Gold Coast is Command and Conquer. But if you want to subscribe, head to themailbag.com.au. Let's go reverse order. We'll go the Fred Best. Classic first, race eight at Doombin with the rail true. Doombin's been playing really, really well lately. Uh, how do you think it'll play? And who do you think is going to win the Red Best Classic or where's the value? Um, I don't know whether the horse has any value at um, talking about number three, Dawn Passage. I think it's, I think it wins the race. Um, 
you know, you sort of like that 250 mark at the minute. Um, probably on the money. I don't know how much shorter it starts than that, to be honest. Um, yeah, just really taken with its last two wins um, in good grade. Actually sort of rode it up, rode it uh, a little bit more aggressive last time and, uh, you know, beat Rocker Clock comfortably. Um, you know, it's obviously got a wrap on it, that horse as well. Uh, it's it just got the right form lines. It's a nice type, comes from the right yard. You know, I think Brad Stewart's perfect. You know, he'll be able to, I don't know, whether bully his way into, into the right spot. But um, if you watch enough Queensland racing, you know that Brad Stewart, if he wants to be one off the fence, normally he mm. gets there. Um, yeah. most, of the, most of the time, it's the other jocks getting out of his way. Because, um, you know, a lot, of people, a, lot of jocks, a lot of jocks too up here, they, follow, they like to follow him too. You know, he puts him in the right place at the right time. So he's a good jock for the young fellas to follow in a race. So best, best horse, best jockey, um, happy with the map. There's enough here. The Odyssey's drawn a wide gate again. Steph rides again. It's going to have to be work. It's going to have to go forward. Um, and then, like you say, we've got like, Bellevue Hill, Garibaldi, um, Scaling. There's a few others there. Stampy, there's a few there that'll be want to hold a position forward as well. So Dawn Passage can just slot across in behind a reasonable tempo there. I think the Sydney horses are superior. Yeah, it's it's a funny one, the Odyssey. It's a it's an honest horse. He's a horse that you'd love to own. He's a real syndicate type horse. They just love him because he finds the front and puts himself into the race. And statistically, he's got a really good record. Yeah, eight wins yeah. from 18 starts. Like, there's always money for the Odyssey. Uh, so, yeah, I, I could see it being right in the race, like exhilarates, but um, probably prefer it at Eagle Farm. And then, yeah, Dawn Passage, uh, two starts ago at Rose Hill, was very, very dominant. And I think the track will be in similar condition uh, to that to that start. The deeper race is probably race seven at Doombin, uh, the Chairman's Handicap, Group 3, over 2,000 metres. The windows come up favour around the 460 mark. From another dollar who looks suited again at 5.50. Live and freezer horse that I, fo- I find comes up short far too often, 6.50. Uh, Juge is $10 or $11. Uh, similar quote, Magnifida. Tristan Mulhan's got a share in Brim and Rocks at $15. And Black and Gold is $17. And the rest are longer. Pearls. Uh, I'll probably start with Brim and Rocks, actually. Um, I've Sort of got this horse a fair, reasonably well, fair bit shorter actually in the market. Um, comes here third up. I think he's got a decent figure third up last prep. Also, this horse, um, mm. uh, Caulfield winner, I think. Uh, Caulfield winner, yes. Um, third mm. up last prep at two thousand and uh, huge figure actually. Um, now I know that I'm being a little bit facetious when I say this is certainly not a form reference, but it's more of a it's more of a joke that um, you know I think maybe we had five minor placings in the Little Birdie Punters Club at the Bulldozer, <laughs> and I think all five have won since, or four of them, four of the five have won since. This might be the this might be the next winner, but you know mm. you've got to you've got to obviously have a look at this race uh, in a little bit more depth, with particularly with the Waller runners and, and try and get the map right, which I've I have found difficult lately to, to be honest with some of these races. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Il Wendo looks the leader here. Um, Matt McGilvray won't I wouldn't think would be riding. He had a pretty bad tumble Wednesday night at the Sunshine Coast, um, so it's it, 
unlikely that he'll take the ride here. And um, so that, that'll be an interesting one. It's very, you know, important that, you know, for a front-running horse that you get a suitable jock. So it'll be interesting to see who takes the ride. And I think that'll, that'll make a big difference to this race. And particularly that it's $4.20 favourite as well. So um, mm. the other horse that I, I'd, I thought uh, was a good winning chance was another dollar. Um, and one of the eight Waller runners, you know, very cosy run back <laughs> along the fence, three pairs back, you know. Yeah. Um, they were the two that caught my eye initially, but, you know, pretty open race. Um, there's, there's certainly some other horses there that have got figures at this trip uh, with the right race shape. Yeah, exactly. I thought um, the win was the win was good last start, another dollar. Um, when it hits form, it holds form. It was good behind Ocean X in the matriarch. Uh, who's now qualified for the Melbourne Cup, uh, narrowly beaten by Kawhi in the Ballarat Cup. Mm. So, yeah, 2,000 looks a soft run. Ryan Maloney sits his horse. I thought, uh, yeah, it's definitely... I, I probably would probably mark that favourite over your window. Live and free, I don't really think that I can have. Um, Magnified, I think, is racing really, really well. Uh, it's going to get set a task from Barrier 17 or need some luck. Ruben Rocks, I can see your angle there. Definitely on its best figures can be right there. And the other horse that I didn't mind, were at just big odds. I, th- I thought, yeah, when I saw the odds, I thought Sabarnabas was a knockout hope at $51, uh, looking at the, the figures and looking at its sort of last start and potentially improving back up to 2,000 metres. So I think it's, yeah, some, some big, deep fields and that sounds like a savage dog. There's, um, it's a, there's some interesting run- Races like the Hinkler Handicap over 1,100. It looks like multiple chances there. This is a great meeting and lots of good angles. You've got Van and Girl early in the day. As I said, Bellevue Star. There's so many horses um, to get us so keen and sort of revving and, and roaring for, for next Saturday's uh, Punners Club. Yeah. It's just going to be a great um, of betting next week in Queensland. We're super excited about it. And I think just... Stradbroke Day, there's just something about it. Like over the years, you know, it's sort of nearly the culmination of the Winter Carnival uh, of Queensland. It's sort of like the last big Group One. The Tats DR, obviously, as well, is another great race up there. But yeah, it's it's the sort of the, the flagship race for Queensland, and I love it. Like the day itself is just unbelievable. Yeah, we've. Uh, I think we've spent a Stradbroke Day together, haven't we? Um... Few years ago, we might have. Pretty sure. Yeah, we, we might have. <laughs> um, yeah, look, great, good. Uh, look, really looking forward to the day. And I think one thing that we get, uh, you know, this year is that we haven't had the Sydney jocks up here yet. Um, you mm. know, normally sort of leading into the carnival, you, you, you get a few fly in, fly outs. Um, obviously, unable to do that. And um, you know, it'll be interesting. That, you know, different aspect that that brings again. You know, I mentioned it this morning, uh, you know, on the Little Birdie pod that, um, you know, for, for Queensland jocks, some of them, you know, are, are throwing their leg over uh, potentially the best horses they've ridden, you know, in their career. Exactly. So, they, um, great opportunity for the locals. Uh, it's really time for Queensland, uh, you know, and for the, for the narrative around Queensland racing to get back onto the races and get off the politics and... Um, you know, really uh, embrace what's going on here. And that's given us an opportunity to bet on some nice horses in Queensland, which is, you know, what what it's about. So the more wagering, the better. And, you know, we're getting nice horses like um, 
you know, Command and Conquer running on a Friday at the Gold Coast that you can bet with confidence and, you know, horses like Dawn Passage coming up. And it's it's going to be a really good, you know, well, this weekend, next week in particular is going to be fantastic. And I think that we got a really, really good look at the Eagle Farm track last Saturday. Um, mm. And I think there's a very distinguishable pattern there. I think I think it's very, or I'll be betting accordingly that the, the where you need to be and how the horse needs to be ridden and the horse's, for courses aspect at Eagle Farm next Saturday is going to be extremely important. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to Stradbroke Day. It's going to be huge. Yeah, they did find themselves a long way off the uh, off the fence as the sort of the day wore on. So, fascinating to see what happens, and I cannot wait to bet tomorrow on the Gold Coast on your sets. You're hitting it about twenty five percent for the first couple of months, and I can't wait to get into Doomben on Saturday. It's going to be an absolute corker. And I think we've got Roscoe picking up from the rate of, from the airport next Thursday. So please don't come to Melbourne with COVID. No, well, I, I'm not. I'm not going to bring it with me, and I'm not bringing it home either. I've got. Uh, I had to apply for a permit to re-enter the state once I travel in the state. So I've got all that sorted. And um, uh, so Anastasia Palaszczuk, she's giving yeah, you the, the green tick. She's she's a, a tough taskmaster by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, she's done well. Uh, look, they've even given me. Um, hotspots of different shires and different council, local council areas that I'm not allowed to visit when I'm, a, when I'm away. So anyway, it's, uh, it's good. It was, but it was an easy process. So um, I'm, there's no excuses for me now. I've just got to get to the airport and get down there and find a winner and bet our way to a million. <laughs> no pressure. Find a way. <laughs> it's going to be a hoot. Up the stratosphere. All right, at Little Birdie Pod, if you want to follow the stratosphere, we're going to be uh, betting and betting responsibly for the next week. Can't wait to get stuck into it. And good luck, everyone, on the punt. Thanks, girls. Cheers, mate. Thank you.